the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, December the 13th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On December 13th, 2000, Republican George W. Bush claimed the presidency a day after the U.S. Supreme Court shut down further recounts of disputed ballots in Florida. Democrat Al Gore conceded he delivered a call for national unity. I think most of us that were around then remember that. It went on and on and on. We learned about hanging chads and dimples and all kinds of things. Voting is a big deal in America. In fact, we're going to talk a little bit about that in a moment. Today in 1862, Union forces led by Major General Ambrose Burnside He launched what was what became a futile attack against entrenched Confederate soldiers during the Civil War Battle of Fredericksburg. The soundly defeated Northern troops withdrew two days later. Today in 2001, the Pentagon publicly released a captured videotape of Osama bin Laden in which the Al-Qaeda leader said the deaths and destruction achieved by the September 11 attacks exceeded his most optimistic expectations. Today in 2003, Saddam Hussein was captured by U.S. forces while hiding in a hole under a farmhouse in Iraq near his hometown. Today in 2022, President Joe Biden signed gay marriage legislation. He said the law and the love it defends strike a blow against hate in all forms. More importantly, it struck a blow against the institution of marriage, an institution that God himself created. On that day, Joe Biden, with the power of the presidency of the United States behind him, he struck a blow on God's order, God's natural order for humanity. That's not the kind of leadership that America needs. The Supreme Court decided this morning to hear a case on access to the abortion pill and its approval process. That has been defended, of course, by the Biden administration as well. The nation's highest court agreed to consider appeals from the Biden administration and the drug manufacturer, this Danco. I would suspect there's money flowing both directions there. But anyway, Danco, defending moves by the U.S. Drug and Uh, Food and Drug Administration intended to make it easier to access and use this mefepristone pill in the wake of overturning Roe v. Wade last year. The Biden administration and the maker of the drug, uh, mefepristone, are asking the high court to reverse an appellate ruling that would cut off access to the drug through the mail, impose other restrictions, even in states where abortion remains legal. Boy, these people are possessed with killing unwanted, unborn children. It's really sad. This hearing will, uh, or this 
case will probably be heard this spring and the ruling will come out by probably a, a, like June before the Supreme Court takes off for the summer. I want to take a moment today and often we don't even mention this on this program because that's not our goal is to be fundraising all the time. Some programs that I've listened to over the years and liked actually uh, spent so much time fundraising and on and on and on and I get there's organizations that I have even supported uh, personally that I I get I I counted yesterday seven email from one organization and I kind of like what they're doing but man I wish they wouldn't do I mean it just keeps coming and you know why are you why have you not responded and all this kind of thing anyway um we don't do that and we won't do that and sometimes I don't even mention on this program. In fact, sometimes some of you who support the program say, man, should you mention that you need support more often? Maybe I should. I don't know. But anyway, I wanted to just take a moment today and, and of course, thank all of you who do support this ministry and encourage those of you who don't, who feel that it's valuable to do so. We need you. We need your help. These are, these are tough times for ministries. And we need you to stand with us. Please do. Please prayerfully consider standing with us financially. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. You can also contribute online at our website. It's Faith and Freedom, all one word, faithandfreedom.us. Be sure to get the .us right because there are now, there there weren't when we started using this word 20, some 20 years ago or so. But there are now, there are several other faith and freedom organizations. And one of them is a Muslim organization. One's a college. One is a Christian group in Georgia and so on. So be sure to get the U.S. or you'll end up not with Gary. You'll be somewhere else. But thank you so much for your support. I know you understand, and I think you would appreciate the fact that we don't go on and on and on about it on this program. If God speaks to your heart, I know you'll do what he directs you to do. So thanks so much. Hunter Biden made clear during a press conference this morning that he will only testify under his own rules. He will not comply with the House investigator's lawful subpoena that compelled his testimony behind closed doors at 9.30 today. He's just not going to do it. These guys are so lawless that, I mean, they just say, I don't care. And they these people have the power. There are elected officials. And this administration feels they're not only above all that, they're defiant toward it. Hunter Biden's failure to appear before the House investigators today will likely be a factor in formalizing the House impeachment inquiry vote tonight regarding President Joe Biden's involvement in the Biden family's business. Speaking of the Biden family's business, let's talk a little bit about America's business. More than one in five mail-in voters admit to cheating In the 2020 election. Yeah, I know that's stunning. And you say, well, who says that? Well, Rasmussen put out a, they they published a a survey yesterday. And they've taken it very recently within the last number of days. 
they, they, they found in this survey that in 2020 election, more than one in five voters, 21%, who submitted ballots by mail say they did so fraudulently. They admit it. A survey out yesterday from Rasmussen Reports and the Heartland Institute is very, very revealing. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. And I want to talk to you about some facts that the Cook Political Report published a while back. This is not what I think. It's what these organizations have found. We should know it. I know that people are scorned. They're mocked. They're even legally attacked. If they say there was some something going on in the last election, there was fraud in the election. I will say it today and hope for the best, but listen up. This is important. It's very important. This new poll was published yesterday. It is shocking, to say the least, not only by people like myself and like many of you listening, but also by people who normally wouldn't respond or even comment on it, like the secular media, like NPR. Taken together, the results of this survey, questions, the questions on the survey, appear to show that voter fraud was widespread in 2020 election, especially among those who cast mail-in ballots. In fact, one in five mail-in ballot voters admitted to committing at least one kind of voter fraud during the 2020 election. Let me give you just an overview. There's a, quite a bit of there, and there's a bunch in the Cook Political Report. I, I, I just can't go through all of it, obviously, and it would be too laborious. But let me go through some of the highlights of this Rasmussen, and then we'll get to the Cook Report. But 17% of mail-in voters admit that in 2020 they voted in a state where they are no longer a permanent resident. In other words, they don't live there, but they voted there. You say, well, that's not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. It's illegal. 21% of mail-in voters admitted that they filled out a ballot for a friend or a family member. What's wrong? Well, sometimes old dad needs help to fill out his ballot and get it in. Yeah, but that's not what they're talking about. 21% of these mail-in voters admitted that they filled out a ballot for a friend or family member and 17% of mail-in voters said they signed a ballot for a friend or a family member with or without their permission. 8% of likely voters say that they offered pay, they were offered pay or a reward for voting in 2020. 8%. You say, "Well, it's not that much." It is that much when you know that 158,397,726 people voted, or at least that many ballots came in. It's a lot. This was not missed by Donald Trump. This was just came out last yesterday afternoon and last night. But uh, Trump saw it immediately, of course, or saw, one of his staff did, and he responded, as you can imagine. Here's what Trump had to say almost immediately, within minutes after this survey was published. He posted this on his social media. He said, quote, Donald, Donald Trump, he said, quote, this is the biggest story of the year and Republicans must do something about it. All, this is all in capital letters. But, uh, Republicans must do something about it. Don't be Mitch McConnell and his gang of rhinos. Have a uh, have to make a move now. Get tough. Get smart. Our country is being stolen. Well, it is. It is in many respects, socially, 
and politically. As Trump posted, Republicans must do something about it. Clearly, the left probably isn't going to do anything about it as long as they're in power, unless they're pressed to a point where they have to. When asked during the 2020 election, did you fill out a ballot in part or in full on behalf of a friend or family member, such as a spouse or child, 21% of respondents said that they voted by mail, they answer, that voted by mail answered yes. Filling out a ballot for someone else is illegal in every state, all 50 states. Although many states allow people to assist others with voting, and I think this uh, this law that, that exists in all 50 states, I don't think it's really directed at old dad or old grandpa or grandma who want to vote and they can't quite get it right, so somebody helps them. That That's not what this is about. This is another gateway to fraud. Mail-in Voting is a disaster. It is it is a tool of the devil, to, as my grandma used to say about a lot of things. But additionally, 17% of mail-in voters said they voted in a state where, where they were no longer a permanent resident. 17% of mail-in voters also admitted to signing a ballot or ballot envelope on behalf of a friend or family member. As I said, that's illegal in all 50 states. Justin Haskins, he's with the Heartland Institute. The Heartland Institute sponsored this uh, survey that was done by Rasmussen. And uh, he said, for the past three years, Americans have repeatedly been told that the 2020 election was the most secure in history. But if this poll's findings are reflective of reality, the exact opposite is true. He said the conclusion isn't based on conspiracy theories or suspect evidence, but rather from the responses made directly by the voters themselves. I agree with him. If the voters admit that they did these things, they probably did. And there are probably a lot of them, maybe those among those surveyed, that thought, yeah, I did it, but I'm not going to tell anybody. I wonder if anyone will change their mind about the integrity of the 2020 election. Well, the left won't, obviously. But last fall, NBC News reported this. I did a little research of my own along with these surveys. Last fall, NBC News reported, quote, poll. 61% of Republicans still believe Biden didn't win fair and square in 2020. That's a pervasive thought. And I know they write that off as being people who think that as being people who are just sour grapes because their guy Trump didn't win. I think it goes much deeper than that. I think I would feel about some of the things I know the way I feel, regardless of whether Donald Trump was a part of it or not. I care about the country, and I think most people do. I hope they do. NBC continued, nearly a third of Americans, including six in ten Republicans, continue to hold the debunked belief that President Joe Biden didn't win the 2020 presidential election legitimately, according to a new Monmouth University poll released the day before the House January 6th committee holds its latest public hearing. So that was almost a year ago. 29% of all respondents in this survey, as well as 61% of Republicans, say that Biden won due to voter fraud. Cheryl Atkinson, she's formerly with CBS News. She was there for 21 years, an outstanding investigative reporter. CBS News, 21 years. 
She resigned very abruptly here a while back, a couple, two or three years ago now. She resigned from the network primarily because they were refusing to cover uh, cover the misdeeds of some of the people in power, including Barack Obama when he was president. She wrote some investigative stories on him that were absolutely, absolutely verified. And CBS said, no, they wouldn't run it. It's too controversial. What they meant was it would blow the cover on their guy, Barack Obama. And there were others later than that. And then finally, she just resigned for those reasons. And she kind of runs her own journalistic uh, program now. And she does a lot of reporting and and, um, is on different network stations and so on. She said last fall, Cheryl Atkinson, she said concerns about election integrity remain high, with most voters worried that cheating could be a factor in next year's 2024 election. That's according to the latest Rasmussen report, she noticed, noted, and that was a different report that showed some of these things. She said the survey finds at 56 on this this report, she said it finds 56% of likely U.S. voters believe it's likely that cheating will affect the outcome of the next presidential election, including 33% who think it's very likely. Justin Haskins says... <laughs> He said a Democratic Republic, he's the, the guy with the, um, the they, they paid for it, the Heartland uh, group. They paid for the survey. He said a Democratic Republic cannot survive if election laws allow voters to commit fraud easily. And that's exactly what occurred during the 2020 election. Although some progress has been made in more than a dozen states since the conclusion of the 2020 election, much more work is needed in most regions of the United States. If America's election laws do not improve soon, voters and politicians will continue to question the truthfulness and the fairness of all future elections. We will. I don't want to see that happen, but it's happening before our eyes. About 70% of, of Republicans don't believe it was fair. Are we all so bigoted and so single-minded that we couldn't accept defeat? No, we can accept defeat. If it's real defeat, if the other person wins, I think most Republicans, certainly the ones I know, and I know a lot of them, they're willing to say, boy, we've got to get our message out and work harder and pray harder and whatever and win the next election. But there's a sense of hopelessness that is put upon, despair that's put upon the culture. When you have corrupt people in leadership, whether it's corrupt in money, as our elected leaders are trying to get to by subpoenaing Hunter this morning, and he said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. There is no regard for the law, and when there's no regard for the law, the very institutions of this nation begin to crumble. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 11, in the Lord... I put my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? In other words, when things are bad, I'm not going to run, he says. Verse 2 says, For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. Was that written today, or was it written a couple thousand years ago or three? It could have been written today. Verse 3 says, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? 
Verse 4 said, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in the heavens. His eyes behold. His eyelids try. The children of men. And verse 5 said, The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked, and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Those are not my words. That's God's word. And chapter 12 begins, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail among the children of men. Sometimes the most faithful grow weary in well-doing. They speak vanity, verse 2. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart. Do they speak? This defines our times today. So what do we do? We don't flee like a bird. We don't run away and hide. We become informed and we stand. We know that we are light and salt in the culture. And even if things are going the wrong way, if they're they're rushing toward destruction or slouching toward Gomorrah or whatever, we stand for God and we live our lives. Whether we can control what's going on around us or not, whether our people win or whether our people don't win. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We stand. According to the Cook Political Report, as I said earlier, 158,397,726 votes were cast for Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and another candidate in 2020. Taking 9% of this total, that means more than 14 million ballots cast in 2020 were fraudulent. This is from the Cook Political Report. Again, this is just the most conservative estimate, they say. The total number of fraudulent ballots was likely much higher. Moreover, the survey reveals that the fraudulent voting may not have been purely limited to mail-in ballots. 8% of all survey respondents, this is their response, to um, 8% of all survey respondents, not only those who cast mail-in ballots, admitted that a friend, family member, or organization, such as a political party, offered to pay or reward them for voting. The survey indicates that the percentage of voter fraud among Republicans, Democrats, and unaligned voters were largely similar. It is vital to note, however, that this does not mean that these fraudulent ballots simply canceled each other out. While the percentages are similar, the overall numbers are not. According to the survey, 38% of Biden voters submitted mail-in ballots, compared to only 23% of Trump voters. Biden received a much larger overall share of likely fraudulent votes. The 2020 election was an outlier for mail-in voting, duly, largely due to the executive overreach of our, this administration, these people, regarding COVID-19. They worked the pandemic for their own political advantage. In the lead-up and the run-up to the November election, several governors declared states of emergency, you'll remember this, in response to the pandemic, and they just these governors arbitrarily changed their state's voting laws to allow mass mail-in voting. And you say, well, they're the governor, but they're not allowed under law to make those rules. Only the state legislature can make those kinds of changes in voting. That's a federal mandate. That's a federal law that we have always abided by. But all of a sudden now it's set aside because... The people in the driver's seat now 
have different ideas, different motives. They're not particularly focused on preserving the foundations of this nation. They're particularly focused on enriching themselves and amassing power to a few people at the top. In 2020, several states also allowed ballot harvesting, which allows third-party individuals to collect and submit mail-in ballots on behalf of voters. The evidence shows ballot harvesting is ripe. I mean, there's been, I don't know how many studies on that. It's ripe for voter fraud and abuse. All of this occurred despite the fact that the Constitution explicitly designates only state legislatures have the power to make or change election laws. We had people doing it. We had people in charge of elections say, well, that's okay. We'll stay open for two more hours. You bring in your, it kind of sounds good on the surface. It sounds like, wow, that's really compassionate. They want to get everybody's vote. That's not what that was about. And it was an illegal act. And yet, if you raise that issue today, you're scorned upon, you're dismissed, you're hissed at by the secular press, and sometimes arrested for even suggesting that there was some voter fraud, and, and yet all of the evidence is overwhelming. If you just open your mind and be clear thinking about it, there are many reasons while mail-in voting is less re- reliable than in-person voting. I mean, the list is long, and I don't have time to go through all of it today, but I'll tell you, even even NPR, the you know the network we fund with our taxes, who are another arm of the far left, the Democrat Party. But even they raise concern about mass mail-in voting in the months before the 2020 general election. That's nothing compared to what lies ahead. An extraordinary high number of ballots, more than 550,000, have been rejected in this year's presidential primaries this last year. There's far more than... 318 million 728 ballots rejected, 728,000 ballots rejected. The New York Times ran an article headlined Error and Fraud at Issue as Absentee Voting Rises. That was back in 2012. They have known about this. They've been concerned about it, but it only applies if it's a certain candidate that's running. If it's a conservative, a Republican, politically, then they're they're really concerned about voter fraud. You get a Joe Biden who's stumbling around in there running for office, and they go, oh, no, no, nothing to see here. I wish it weren't that way. But despite all these concerns, only 0.80% of all absentee and mail-in ballots were rejected. That's according to Ballotpedia. Clearly, nearly all fraudulent ballots made it through our country's gaping sieve of an electoral system. We need to demand that they do better. And we need to stand. Because the Lord is with the righteous, or those who embrace God's truth. Well, I have much more to say on this subject, but I am out of time. So thank you so much for uh, being with us today. Always, I'm honored, always, to be here and spend this time with you. And also, thank you so much 
for your support and for standing with us, particularly here at the end of the year. We're looking forward to doing some good things next year and looking forward to you standing with us. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.